When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday of Ball Don't Lie. That's my man Patrick, the idealionaire. Uh, he takes jams uh, that are supposed to give Harge and I clues and hints as to what the new theme of the day is. And we got it pretty soon, pretty easy uh, this time because uh, it was all about the Texas summer, which is upon us. And y'all all know it's hot. Yeah. And we just... We at the we on the we, we just ain't the even start. This is the, <laughs> barely at the beginning of summer. Yeah, we're not even deep deep into it. No oh, doubt, man. it's gonna no be. Doubt. And the sun's not even out right now. We've been overcast for the last couple of days, and it's still hot. Mm, at mm, night, mm. I went outside at night at last night. Yes, it's ridiculous. And it was like ninety something. Yeah, at least it felt like it. It was unbelievable. I agree, one hundred percent. Oh man, My it's gosh. depressing. It's just depressing. It is. It's no way. No, it's no. It's depressing. Yeah. No. I saw those and people, especially like if you're a sweater like I am. Oh man, when you're like, cool, you, I get to change my shirt because I unloaded the groceries. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I've seen all them dudes that are working around here outside. The mugs, they, they're cutting down trees mad because they want to be under those trees. Uh, I agree. They yeah. don't want to be out there cutting them down. No, I feel bad for anybody who's got to be out in the, in in the heat working. Uh, it is, like I said, it is dreadful. Yeah, we're out there looking out for y'all, man. Yeah, man, please be careful. Hydrate, y'all. Hydrate yep. out there, man, because it's crazy. Like I said, we're just at the beginning of this thing. Mm. Uh, mm. All right, so uh, we'll get into some NFL discussion here. We'll talk about the Cowboys, Dak, and um, Dan Quinn as well. Dan Quinn had some comments about how confident he is about this season and the Dallas Cowboys. And I don't think Dan Quinn's even with the last two seasons having a really good defense, a top 10, top 5 defense. He has not really, prior to the season, talked about how confident he is uh, about his squad. So uh, Cowboys fans should feel really good uh, about this defense coming up this season for Dan Quinn. And it may be the reason we're starting to see a shift in philosophy uh, for the Cowboys because maybe they anticipate this defense may be going from top five to the best defense in the league. That's the question. Yeah. You know, can the defense be the best defense in the league? Uh, so we'll talk about that and have that conversation. Uh, also, Dan Orlovsky, we'll talk about that stat he had on Dak. Uh, we'll get back to the Texas 
2024 SEC schedule conversation. We'll get back to that um, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour at the top of the 5 o'clock. What you got coming up for the people on Hearts Knock a Light? I'm going to do a little preview of the College World Series. I'm going to break a little bit of that down. Nice. And I'm going to give a shout-out to our man Brandon Phillips, that dude. The Texas Smoke softball team, fast-pitch softball team, start their season tonight. Tonight? Tonight. Where is the uh, where are the game? Concordia. Okay. They're they're starting at Concordia. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh yeah, he came on the show and uh, was really excited about the uh, the season coming up for the Lace. And I don't know I don't know if I'm calling you out on the air, but I I thought we were gonna get Harge out there. My neck and my back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. You know what? I'm not even gonna get into it. Yeah, yeah Harge's in load management now. Yeah, I'm in load management right <laughs> now. All right, man. Then you know what? Say no more, brother. Say yeah. no more. Yeah, I'm not gonna even get into it. Yes. Okay, let's move on. Then. Now, wait. Now we know how he hurt his back, though. Exactly. He was, was trying. He was to, trying I was to, training. He was, he, trying, he was trying to swing a bat three or four times. Okay. Put right. him on the injury list. All right, That's there right. you go. Good I are, baby. Uh, okay, uh, so we'll talk College World Series coming up in the next segment. Uh, let's get to this Dan Orlovsky stat, which I thought was a really compelling stat about Dak Prescott. He went – he had a, he had a – you know, kind of a breakdown about Dak. We won't get into the breakdown. I won't play it for you. It's really nerdy football stuff, which I love, but not everybody's going to love that. But of the, remember, he led the NFL in interceptions last year, had 15 of them in the regular season, two in the postseason, so 17 total. Uh, Dan Orlovsky claims in his research that 11 of the interceptions that Dak threw were when he, he had at least 10 yards to gain for a first down. So second and it was first and ten, second and ten, or third and ten. Hell, or maybe fourth and ten. I don't know exactly yeah. what his breakdown was, but it was ten yards to gain for a first down. So that's eleven of the interceptions. He also, which is a NFL high, he claims. Mm-hmm. Also, twenty uh, percent of Dak's throws were in tight windows last season, oh. which was also an NFL high. So, which means his receivers didn't have a ton of separation oh. down the field. Oh. But he shouldn't be forcing the ball in there. Well, sometimes you try. You think that you got guys that can make 50-50 plays for you, and you don't have those dudes. You don't have DeAndre Hopkins, so you can't right. be throwing can't, it in there like yep. that. And he learned from that. Okay. He's learned from that. That's a good that. point. I hope he did because yeah. I'm a Dak fan. Uh, he also claims that uh, that basically Dak's, you know, the, the, the interceptions that he threw most of the time were, he says they were force throws. Mm-hmm. Which was Dak trying to force the ball in there, which makes a lot of sense. So that's and also Dan Olavsky originally had that. I think it was another tweet. This was early on uh, this off season, so it wasn't recent. But he did say he, he's, he's looking at Dak's film because I think he's been looking at Dak a lot going back even multiple seasons. He said uh, if you go look at Dak in the thirty three last thirty three starts he's had, he's thrown twenty nine interceptions. Hmm. So it's interesting. Well, yeah, it is. Tell it, him, tell him, tell him that mm-hmm. I'll wait, but I'll. I want to yeah. see him do it for Josh Allen. I want to see him do it. No, for no, Patrick I agree. Murray. I, you know, I want to see it for yes. some of these other guys. Where's Where's the hatred for what we? Not. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Dan. Why Why well, is he not it, breaking? I don't even know if it's hatred. I, I mean, I think he. He's not like it's a one off season. He's not being disparaging. Actually, right. I mean, they're, they're just stats. They're facts. Yeah. Oh. Oh. No doubt. They, yeah. they, they, they sure, did happen. I'm, and I'm sure he does breakdowns about Josh Allen. I don't, I'm not that concerned because our audience doesn't give a damn about Josh Allen. So yeah. Josh Allen's breakdowns, frankly, I don't, yeah. I don't have those pinned. Right. 
No, I'm not talking so about you, no, but no, I'm, I'm saying about when we look at because yeah. I watch I watch what he talks about. I haven't seen that breakdown. I haven't seen mm. him go after some of these other quarterbacks. And I know Dak is the story. He's go after like he is oh, he's going being after. very oh, critical. Yeah. Oh, you think he is? Oh, for sure. I, hey, for hard. sure. You remember, it is America's team. No, I agree. That's what I'm saying with the side of the, the star on the helmet is the reason why. Let's not forget some of the people that are in this conversation mm-hmm. that I would like to point out, Justin Fields, uh, Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson had a terrible year last year. Uh, Russell Wilson had an awful year last year. <laughs> but it's always about why is Dak? Dak took his team to the playoffs. When Dak came back from his injury, they led the NFL in scoring. I agree. I like so that. I, so I, I, I'm not – again, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> I'm talking about the no, situation to where everybody <laughs> always thinks. We had somebody at the very beginning of the show when you were talking about the rundown, they were like – why don't we trade Dak for Dalvin Cook? <laughs> and I'm like, what? What? I said goodbye to him. I said goodbye to him. But I sit here and I look at it and I'm like, Dak had an awful season last season. It no doubt that. about it. No. It was not. And the number was ridiculous. But if we go back and we look at his trend, mm-hmm. he's a good quarterback. You and I both yep. talked about the fact, mm-hmm. hey, man, that's a one-off season. Yes. He had it. Mm-hmm. Now, if he comes back this year, and has that type of year, then we can have a, no, a whole nother discussion. Yes, he didn't have separation. I'm glad you brought up the separation part of it about him throwing in the tight windows. That goes to show his supporting cast was not a very good supporting cast last year. Very true. And there are some things that need to get better, so we will see what happens after that point. But I do understand where we are. Because Dak led the league in passing, too. Let Dak, again... <sighs> <laughs> Dak led the league and was in the top five in touchdowns a few years ago, but he had a bad season. He did. Don't deny it. No, it wasn't. It wasn't even a bad season. It was just uncharacteristically, he was high risk, high reward, and usually he's a low risk, low reward, yep. uh, low risk, high reward quarterback, I should say. And no, I, like I, said, I, I'm looking for reasons for the regression. I'm not saying that he's going to continue to spiral. And I've been a Dak fan yep. for a while, so I. I look. I'm, I'm looking for trends and patterns as to why he's regressing, and I think one of them is clear. And I'm even whether he's critical or not in his you know breakdown of Dak. I do think it's interesting that you go look at 11 of the interceptions of his 17 interceptions uh, came when he had 10 plus yards to go. Mm. Why? Why do they have? Why? You know, what I mean, and if those are all, and I think a lot of those are on third down, later downs, and not on first down. Um, man, if, if that's the case, then why are you in such long situations, second and long, third mm-hmm. and long situations? Remember I gave you the stat a couple of days ago that the Cowboys, 43.7% of the Cowboys' third downs were seven yards or more to go. So they were in third and long, like 43% of the time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not a good look. That's a terrible yeah, look. Yeah, that's uh, play calling. And exactly, it mm-hmm. goes to play calling, and maybe that's why there was a dispute between Kellen Moore and between Mike McCarthy. Also, keep in mind, if you go look at three and out percentage, the Cowboys mm-hmm. they were tenth. The Cowboys were three and out, you know, tenth most in the NFL. That's that's way too many. That's way too many for the Cowboys. Yep. You were in the same neighborhood as the New Orleans Saints and the Denver Broncos. Ugh. 
And, you know what I mean? Like, you're in that neighborhood, New, New England Patriots. You shouldn't be in that neighborhood. You want the best offenses in the NFL. You should be in the neighborhood of the Kansas City Chiefs uh, or the Cincinnati Bengals or the Lions or the 49ers who are at 25%. Do not deny Three that. Percentage. Yeah, they they definitely so, need to be in a different. They're making Dak's life too hard. Agree. Like that's they're making it hard on Dak, and I think that's so. We we also got into the talk about interceptions, the discussion about inter, interceptions and how they relate to his pass, his play action pass rate. I should say uh, earlier this week, Dak in his fifteen interceptions. You go look at it. Um, all of those interceptions, most of them, I should say, not all of them, were without play action pass. They were on straight drop back. 14 of them mm. were on straight drop back. 14 of the 15. Need play action. Only one of them came on play action pass. So they just got to make, and by the way, Dan Orlovsky brought that up too. Um, they just got to make life easier on Dak, man. Dak's, they, they made it way too tough on him. Um, and I think that's what the new Texas Coast offense is going to be based on. <laughs> we need it to be. Yeah, we need it to be. On. Because so. they were fourth in the NFL last year in scoring, they were um, seven. They were first in the NFL in TDs in the red zone. They were forty. Uh, they were fifth in the NFL on third down percentages. So there is some positives in there, and I, I you know, I'm, I'm giving Dan Orlowski a tough time because it, it just figures. It seems like he is like really diving in. Let me see what he does moving forward on some of these other guys. But I do believe that the year that Dak had with coming off the injuries, losing some players, having to try to lead this team in certain situations did put him behind the eight ball. But that's what that's the pressure of being a star quarterback in the NFL, though. Yep. You need to you need to answer the call, and I expect him to see a totally totally different. I I expect to see a totally different version of Dak Prescott. I think we see the one that was in the MVP voting at one point. I think he comes back and puts himself in the right place. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that too. Um, I think part of uh, the change Texas Coast offense for the Cowboys also is they know how good this defense is going to be. Dan Quinn recently said, quote, I'm fired up, and I know you'll say, Q, you always say at this time of the year, You say that kind of stuff. But this time, I truly am and probably at the top of the list because you walk into the defensive meeting room and the players, the engagement, the connection that they have, I feel us leveling up in a lot of ways. That's beautiful. You're talking about a top five defense leveling up. Love it. That, uh, That would be... Man, that would make you elite. That would take you, take you to the top three status. Could they be the best defense in the league is the question. They definitely have it in them. They have the personnel now. Could the Cowboys be the best defense in the league? Well, you were talking about it last year. Though, if the, if the way that they can become that, they have to sure up the run game. I mean, the the, the short yardage, the, the they yards did. per they carry. When they dra- but that's what I'm saying. It has to happen on the field, though. That's true. So when, when, you, when you bring that up, I'm with you. Those are the steps that have to happen. If they can come out there and they can stop the running game and get that per yard per carry down, then that's going to be something to look at. Because if you go back there and you can stop the run game and you make them have to throw, you're unleashing the beast. Unleashing the beast. You're you're having Micah Parsons coming straight downhill, being a pass rusher. You have two of the best corners in the league. I know that uh, one of them's getting long in the tooth, but his numbers Man, tell you that he's good. still doggone there. And 
You brought this up the other day about the secondary. You look at all the safeties that the Cowboys have. You are putting yourself in a prime position to be that, and that is what they need. That's why Dan Quinn is like, ooh, this is getting exciting because yep. now he knows he can he can draw up something and they can actually do it. Yeah, you're two, you were a top five defense last year, and you had two huge liabilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, within your defensive construct. The cornerback spot opposite uh, Trayvon Trayvon Diggs was a liability, and you went through at least five, Mm -hmm. six different options at that cornerback spot, even opened it up to a a competition late in the season because you were out of ideas on how to remedy the situation. And that's why you went and traded for Stephon Gilmore. Mm-hmm. And then when the you had the Leighton Vanderesh injury, and you also you know you had before the Jonathan Hankins trade too. You brought in Jonathan Hankins, and when you didn't have Jonathan Hankins and you didn't have LVE, your rush defense was porous. Yep. Um, and now you got an upgraded, younger version of a Jonathan Hankins, but still got Jonathan Hankins, and hopefully Leighton Vander Esch can stay healthy. And if he does, those were the only things that made the defense subpar last year in any way. Right. And you shored both of those up over the offseason. And that's what's so the beautiful part about it. I'm trying to think what weakness the defense has. I'm not trying to be you know, a homer here. I'm right. not a, a Cowboys homer. But DeMar- if DeMarcus Lawrence stays healthy and Sam Williams – Takes his game to the next level. And he level seems to be rusher. because they said that he is—he's way further along than what he was last year. Man, that defense could be scary. And then think about how are you going to use Demarvian Overshawn in this in this defense as well? Because he's athletic enough well, to fit in in all those different positions that you're looking to play him. Well, in. he is, but Jabril Cox apparently is getting in better the too. Apparently, he looks great. Yes, yeah. like, but that's what you need. You need depth. It's yep. a long season in the NFL. There will be injuries. There will be, you know, people that'll be having bad parts of the season. You need depth. So it is not a bad thing to, especially in a linebacker department where you've had a lot of injuries over the years with the Cowboys, Oof, to be better. able to have, hey, well, there's a competition. Cool. Let's keep them both, and they both can play. Yep. Yeah, I love that about the secondary, too. Yep. Like the yep. cornerback spot. Yeah. We talked about you got Gilmore, you got Diggs. You got Deron, you got Deron Bland. Bland now, yeah. too. Um, Your boy Bossman Fats is having a great camp. Bossman Fats is having his Damn, best camp. We all decided that was probably for trade. Mm. <laughs> Isn't Jordan Lewis still there? As of right now. Right? Yeah. yeah. So they still got him, too, because he was hurt. Yep. Had a lot of injuries last year to Patrick's yep. point, so you need a lot of depth with that group. Uh, Cowboys defense looks like it's going to be legit. I, like I said, it was top five last year. There's a good chance it could get even better. That's a scary thought for uh, the rest of the league. I like it. All right, so that's some Cowboys conversation. Oh, real quick, let's get into this DeAndre Hopkins thing, and then we'll get to uh, Hard's Knock Life. Okay, so, guys, there are multiple reports, and this is one of them. This is from Pro Football Talk. Um, but I've been doing some research on my own, just diving into some of the uh, the beat reporters from New England. And apparently these visits with New England with DeAndre Hopkins are going really well. And Jeff Howe, not our Jeff Howe, the <laughs> uh-huh. other Jeff Howe that covers the Patriots for The Athletic, he reports that optimism exists on both sides for a deal to be reached between the Patriots and DeAndre Hopkins. Come on, man. Over the weekend, Mike Reese of ESPN floated the notion of a $10 million salary with an incentive package in the range of 2 to $3 million. If that's the case, I'm going to be upset with a lot of teams. Why? Yeah. Because that's if, affordable. I know. Yeah, if, if Odell Beckham Jr. is getting $6 million more than you, 
Yeah, you you got an agent problem. You your agent, yeah, you got a bad agent. You yeah. can hire Mulligan. You got to go back to the <laughs> same guy who trash talked to you and trade you away for nothing. Is going to come and get you for pennies on the dollar mm. to play on a team that underuses wide receiver. No one is ever happy at wide receiver there. Uh, with, and that was with Tom Brady. And now you're playing with Mac Jones, who doesn't who? seem to want to be Mac there either. <laughs> like all of those things. I mean, I don't know. I mean, either. if you're just doing this for posturing, at least make the number higher. Like I it feels agree. like DeAndre Hopkins is going to all these meetings and. He's like, he's like, yeah, man. Oh, I like the scheme, and I can make that work, man. Yeah, man, we can make that work. And then he gets home, and they're like, "Well, what's the offer?" And like ten million. He's like, "Come on!" <laughs> he said they valued me. Yeah, because he, I think he thought there would be a feeding frenzy, and there's not. There still no. might be. Well, well, because you know, teams. a lot of people are playing coy. Because I think the biggest thing for everybody now is because everybody wants to bring stories out, right? Everybody wants to know. Hey, we're thinking about trading this guy. Then why are we going to release him? We're going to release them if we don't get any trade offers. So why am I going to trade with you? The stories that get out by the leaks in the in all of these different people is the reason why the value for everybody is changing. It is so crazy to me, and I don't understand how nobody else is paying attention to this. Not not here, but I'm talking about nationally. Why is it that every single day we have to? Man, I'm going to I'm going to see the Patriots today. They might be coming up with an offer. I'm feeling optimistic about it. Don't tell nobody. Just go see them, do your thing, and then go see other people, and you don't have to let everybody know your business. Everybody knows what's going on with every single player. Oh, man, I'm going to see if, how many people want to go after Dalvin Cook. If he, we can't find any offers, we're going to release them. Okay, release them, and let's see who gets them after that point. Well, he hasn't, we haven't heard any visits from Dalvin Cook. It's going to happen. I you know, know that. I think, you know I think that. Dalvin understands the same thing that DeAndre Hopkins needs to understand. That when we get to training camp and when we get to preseason and some of these young wide receivers they thought were their number two and they thought we're going to be taking a massive step, aren't. And, oh, man, we are screwed. We are screwed. We thought we had somebody that, oh, oh now y'all want to pay me? Because mm. now you need somebody. Right now, everyone's drinking, drinking the Kool-Aid. And, you, and as a veteran, like, do you really want to go to training camp? No, That's what I'm saying. Really. You know, DeAndre Hopkins has done enough that he can yeah. walk in week three, week four of preseason, and, oh, and no one will have agree. a problem with him doing that. I agree. You just have to wait on it because there's – I mean, we know the Dallas Cowboys last year had their guys until week one and then went, oh, crap, we don't have any wide receivers. We can't get separation. He, sh- he should go to the Jets, man. He should go to the Jets. If his price tag is just around there. You got too many wide receivers already, though. Yeah, but I will take him over some yeah, of those other ones. Cut I get it. Those yeah. guys. You'll, you'll cut a couple of those no, but guys. I'm saying, Corey I'm saying, Davis at these days. You got Aaron Rodgers who wants to throw to Alan Lazard. You have James who wants. Like, that's two. So he's number three wide receiver. He needs no, to be, be number, number two. two. He'd be number two behind Garrett Wilson. So you got if Garrett he Wilson. Yep. He'd be number two. Yeah. I, but I, I think, he don't, he but don't really Aaron, like Alan Lazard. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. He's like, Alan Lazard's the best he's got. Yeah. I think he's still throwing Alan Lazard. I think he's a. Aaron Rodgers is that type of cat. Uh, he would friend of be like a friend of LeBron, friend of yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Corey Davis out. is still there. You got Denzel Mims. You, exactly. Yeah. Think about those guys. Ex- I, I agree. <laughs> I, they were already trying to get rid of Denzel Mims yeah. last year because, remember, those, he was trying to hold out. Those guys are a hype train, yeah. man. They are a hype. Yeah, I'm in yeah. for that. They got uh, Markel Hardeman, though. Uh, yeah. They just picked yeah, him he's, up. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a good player. That offense is um, going to be deadly. Ooh, fantasy. Exactly. I say, you know, if I'm DeAndre Hopkins, I don't want to go play for the Patriots, though. 
Ugh. Uh, but he, he, it may end up happening. Just throwing it out there. Let me see what that. Let me see what uh, their depth look like. And I can't at wait the to see what the price tag is because that's crazy. That's if, he only, just, if he gets just, less than Odell, it's like just bro, wait, fire your agent now. Just wait it out, man. Just wait it out. You will, uh, yeah. you will be desperately needed. In about three months. Well, after Someone I read will be you this, dying for you in about three months. I don't months. disagree with that. Like Darvin Ham or Dalvin Cook. We know Dalvin Cook is going to be a guy that when everybody goes, oh, we lost two running backs in, in training camp in preseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've already lost two guys. We have nobody to run, and we're trying to make a playoffs. Guys are already getting hurt. I, I saw somebody got hurt yeah. the other day. Like guys are. You see, yeah, it's like when start that starts happening, and so it's like, hey man, you know what? I'll take my vacation. I've been on vacation in about eight years. I haven't been able to really mm-hmm. take off. So I'm going to take off for a little bit, and I'm going to come back, and I'll be fine. Yep, missed that training camp. Yeah. Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, Kayshawn Boutte. Boutte? Yeah, from uh, LSU, LSU. And then Tyquan Thornton from Baylor. Those are the wide receivers for Mac Jones. Who? Mac Jones. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he goes in there. He's he's number one guy. All He's day. the number one guy. <laughs> the guy. And maybe that's what he wants. Number one guy and get paid. But he ain't being paid like it. No. If that's if that if that report ends up tracking. Um, all right, you know, let's get to uh, your harsh knock life. We're gonna talk a little bit of baseball right here. We're gonna preview the college world series, which starts tomorrow in Omaha. And we're gonna break mm. down a little bit more about this Texas smoke, my man Brandon Phillips starting his softball season. All right, we'll get into that little college world series breakdown right here on Ball Don't Lie, one of four down the horn. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of your own speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a new theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Hardball Harge, and our new theme is, guess what, folks? It's hot outside. That is the new theme. It is very, very hot out there, so please hydrate. Keep yourself uh, cool and stay in the shade. But it's your boy Hardball Harge. You can follow me on Twitter at Hardball Harge. You can follow my man Rod Babers at Rod Babers. And, of course, you can follow the man behind the glass at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show, so hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And, obviously, it's a little disappointing around here that the University of Texas Longhorn baseball team is not going to be participating in the College World Series, which starts tomorrow as TCU will kick it off. They will be representing the Big 12, but we're not going there. We're not SEC. We're not Big 12. We're not Big 12. We are ready to watch baseball. Hmm. And if you're a baseball fan, this probably, without Texas being there, this is probably one of the most star-studded uh, World Series, College World Series, that you will definitely want to watch and check out. Yeah, The Florida um, – Gators are going to be there. They're 50 and 15. This is their 13th uh, appearance in the College World Series. The last mm-hmm. time they were there was in 2018. Uh, Virginia, who, uh, and by the way, Florida has one title. Virginia has one title. They've had five appearances in the College World Series. They have uh, some stars upon stars. They're a mature team. There are so many different things that you will be paying attention to in that bracket. Mm-hmm. And remember, 
they have two brackets in the College World Series, yeah. bracket one, bracket two. And in bracket one, you got Florida, Virginia. You also have Oral Roberts, and you have TCU. TCU's last appearance was in 2017. Oral Roberts' last appearance was in 1978. Wow. So in that bracket, I expect to see TCU take on Florida. I think mm. Florida and TCU will be the teams that will be playing to play in the College World Series, the final part of the World Series. Mm. Uh, bracket two, Wake Forest, the hottest team, the number one team in the nation. They have a pitcher that is undefeated. That's right. I said it. He's undefeated. And he will probably get game one. They will be taking on Stanford. As we talked about, this was the game that Texas was supposed to be in. Okay. Texas would have been playing uh, Wake Forest. This is only Wake Forest's second appearance. And the last time they appeared in the College World Series, 1955. 1955. Mm. Stanford is the only team that's returning to the College World Series this year out of last year's field. Uh, it would have been Texas or Stanford would have mm. been the team that was repeating. This is the team that is going to be there. You got a chance to watch the Stanford Cardinal, oh, yeah. and you can make your own assumptions. Texas was right there. If they don't have that one great pitcher have that performance, Quinn Matthews, Texas was in their bullpen, and I believe that Texas would have been able to make that trip to Omaha. Also, LSU is in there. LSU will be um, obviously one of the favorites. You got the Golden Spike Award winner, by the way, the Dick Hauser uh, Golden Spike Award winner went to Paul Skeens, the okay. pitcher from LSU. Um, he's amazing. 11-2, 1.9 ERA, 172 walkouts. I mean, walk uh, strikeouts to 17 walks. Damn. <laughs> what? <laughs> that, that's, that's that, is, that is what it's all about. Yeah. My man Dylan Cruz is the center fielder. He batted 430 with an on-base percentage of 573. He's the star. He's go, he's the guy that I think will be the number one overall draft pick with Skeens following right behind him as okay. the number two pick in the draft. You also have the Tennessee Volunteers. You know who they are. They are cocky. They are brash. They have a dude named Chase Burns who was throwing pitches over 102 miles an hour this past weekend. Uh, yeah, you heard it. 100 in two miles per hour. So it's going to be a very, very fun uh, College World Series. But I have LSU uh, matching up with Wake Forest as the two teams that will be playing to play for the national championship Man, team. Wake Forest stats are crazy. They are ridiculously. Yeah, they're wild. I yeah. saw some of them. Those are some crazy stats. As a team, their ERA is yeah. 2.84, but they've struck out 738 guys. However you want it, they, yeah, can, get, they, they, they can give it to you. They're gonna give it. Yeah, you want you want you want a pitching duel? They can do that. Yeah, you want to you want to play gorilla ball? They can do that. They, they got can, it all. They really do. And if you look at their team, they're a big team. Are like they? these guys are huge hmm. all the way around. So it is going to be a very very fun college world series. As I said, it starts tomorrow. I'm excited for it. I'm disappointed, obviously, that the University of Texas baseball team is not participating in it, but I still believe it's going to be a fun College World Series. It kicks off tomorrow at 1 o'clock, Oral Roberts versus TCU, and then Virginia and Florida play the night game. And then on Saturday, it starts back up again, and you got Stanford and Wake Forest and Tennessee and LSU, two um, SEC teams battling each other 
in mm. Omaha, which is pretty cool. And I just wanted to give an update mm. as well. We've been talking about Rocco's Pizza place up there with all the shots. I sent you guys a picture of this earlier oh, yeah, today. I saw that. They've already got the party started. Come and on, and I don't even know if y'all noticed, they raised it up to $5 now. <laughs> the <laughs> shots are up to $5 now. And uh, Rocco's Jello inflation, shot. That's yeah. Uh, Florida is already leading, and this was earlier today, with uh, 15 jello shots already. Come on. TCU only had one. Wake Forest, Virginia, Oral Roberts, and Stanford, their their people hadn't shown up yet. LSU, four. I still got my money on LSU coming through. But they're probably like, man, we don't want no jello shots. Give us straight-up shots. Yeah, they're trying to get it. And Tennessee has six as of right now. So we'll be updating that as it continues but it is going to be a very, very entertaining uh, College World Series. There's a lot of star power on each one of these teams, a lot of guys that are going to be drafted here in the next couple days, mm-hmm. which is going to be interesting to play. Not the next couple days, but in the next within the next month. And uh, I'm really excited to watch this uh, College World Series because – I know a lot of people don't like it now. I saw some people on Twitter talking about, well, I'm not even going to look at the College World Series anymore because Texas isn't playing in it. Come and on. I'm like, come on, man. You're not a, you're you're not not a, a true fan, fan of the game. Of the game. Yeah, so crazy. I, I'm, I'm really excited to see because there is so much star power. And before we switch it over, I want to go to um, the smoke. The Texas Smoke softball team. Hey. My man Brandon Harris. Brand, Brandon Harris. That's a dude that worked for Texas. He did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our guys, uh, the Texas Smoke, uh, Brandon Phillips, his team starts tonight. They will be playing the U-Triple-S-A Pride. First pitch is at 7 o'clock. They are, they're going to be streaming it online, and they will all be played at Concordia. Not mm. only are they here for the today, tomorrow, and uh, Saturday – but they're also here on the 19th, the 20th, and the 21st. So you get wow. six chances to go and watch these young ladies participate in fast pitch softball right here in the great city of Austin, I Texas. Like I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, Brandon Phillips, man, we had him on, how was that, like a couple a month months ago? ago yeah. Like a month or so ago. Uh, yeah, he's cool. And, and wifey for him. Yep. She's like a star. She is. W- in the wrestling world. AEW, AEW right? Yeah, yeah, she works with Mark Henry. Yeah, no so. doubt, man. So, uh, all right, uh, thanks for, Harj, uh, giving us a little update on the College World Series. And we'll give you some more updates as the uh, the action starts up in the College World Series here in the next couple of days. Also, uh, we'll come back. We'll get into a couple of topics, a little smorgasbord on Off the Record. Uh, there is some NBA stuff we want to get to. We didn't uh, discuss Jokic losing the MVP trophy. <laughs> we'll play that audio for you. Also, uh, AI might has now affected Beatlemania for you Beatles fans out there. What? Uh, it's official, official. We have Paul McCartney talking about it. We'll get into that, too, coming up a little bit later on. And update on the Hard Knocks situation. Apparently, no team in the NFL wants to be featured on Hard Knocks, but they got to choose somebody. We'll get into that, too, right here on Ball Don't Lie, one of the Horn. D.D. Mega Doodoo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a brain bag comb. Congratulations, continue good sex in the sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. 
All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Time to get to another edition of Off the Record. Uh, we were going to get to this audio earlier in the show when we were talking NBA, but uh, we didn't, it ran out of time. Um, so here is some audio of uh, Nikola Jokic. Got two bits of audio here. The first one is him confirming to Malika Andrews in an interview post championship interview so here in the next i think in the last 24 to 48 hours is when they must have uh recorded this interview and Jokic admits to what has got to be a violation of the g code in the nba among the champions uh here is uh nikola Jokic. i gotta tell you i've done a couple of i've done these finals mvp interviews you're the first one to come in without the the trophy where is it? I really don't know. I left in uh, Sparky's uh, room and well, it's not there anymore, so I don't, even, I don't know. But uh, hopefully it's going to arrive <laughs> in my house. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Listen, I'm all about committing to the bit. Commit to the bit. It's a radio term. Commit to the bit. All yeah. right. If you're yeah. in it, get it. You know what I mean? That's what Skip Bayless does. And he is committed to the bit, and we all respect it. He. <laughs> This, is this a bit, or is he just, you know, is this who he is? He's just admitting, like, I don't even know where my finals MVP trophy is. He's also admitted he doesn't know where his actual, led, his last MVP, regular season MVP trophy is. Because he said he's moving and his wife takes care of that, which I kind of understand. I actually do understand that. A lot of men out there were busy, and they, they understand that. So I get that, that she just might have moved it, put it somewhere secure, and it's being moved and handled. But he just had the finals MVP trophy with him and just left it somewhere? I mean, he left it like in a locker room or in a trainer. He, he didn't said leave it like a trainer. The- he said, "I left it in the trainer's room." Yeah, like he went he, in. Who left? Why would you leave? Exactly, because he, he, he was too busy room. trying to jump in the pool in the in the <laughs> pool with Jamal <laughs> Murray. Just, leave it in your locker. It's yours. He's. Just, I was saying, it's man. More and more, I'm starting to think Nikola Jokic is not going to play that long. I'm sorry. I'm starting to think it's just he's not. He just you know he doesn't seem. And we heard him yesterday say. That you know, hey, everybody hates their job, and to him, he's this is a job for him. He's just his yeah. job is that he's really good at basketball, and this is his job. And then he said later, everybody hates their job, or if they don't hate their job, they're lying. Exactly. So he hates his job. He's basically telling yeah. you, I don't like my job. It's a job. I want to go home. I want to go home. <laughs> and 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 it's some more sound here from that same interview with Malika Andrews. He also she asked him a question about you know him achieving more and you know him starting to just be on the kind of the precipice right of his his legacy and and then he kind of goes back to you know what and you know there are other things more important than basketball here is Jokic you're the finals MVP finals how close do you feel like you are to your personal peak to the best player that you can possibly be I really don't know Um, I think I can be much better but you need to still sacrifice yourself. But uh, basketball is not the main thing in my life. Uh, it's uh, something that uh, I'm good at. I'm just happy that as a team, you know, individuals, if I'm an individual, I'm going to play some other sport, of course. All right, there you go. More and more. He's at, the, he's at the peak, the zenith, the apex of achievement right now. He's and he's, telling, he's just dropping hints that 
I don't really like this, guys. I don't want to participate in this damn parade. That final, that finals MVP trophy that y'all covet so much. I don't even know what the hell it is. Okay? I don't even want to do this interview. I want to do this interview. Yeah. There are more. There are way more things about life more important than basketball. Basketball is my job. I'm good at it. That's why it's my job. But everybody hates their job. And yes. I hate my job, too, just like everybody else. He is dropping as many hits as he can to tell you he's not going to play that long. Yeah, he yeah, can't. Now, he may be also a guy who's like, look, it's your job. I, I work till I'm 60. Like, he may be that guy, too. He could he may be. be like, because you don't know. He could be somebody who's just like, as long as they're going to pay me 40 $50 million, $60 million a year to I'll play, do my job. then I'll do my job. I get it. Like, I get that I'm very lucky to be able to do these things, so I'll just keep doing my job. I'm never going to like it. You're never – the day I retire, you are never going to see me in the United States ever again. Uh, can we, can I'm we, not going to any Hall of Fames. I'm not going to any of that. I'm going back to Serbia, and goodbye. Yeah, and I would say it, it's, this is a, a publicist nightmare. He, <laughs> right? If you're a publicist of this guy, you're trying to market and promote him, this is a nightmare. So for the NBA, they basically have a Mike Trout situation. Yep, that's exactly that, this what is their they version have. of Mike Trout. He's the best player in the league, and – he just wants to do his job, and he doesn't want any ambassadorship. He doesn't want to promote the game. He doesn't want the spotlight, the limelight, social media. Yep. I don't want any of that stuff. Right, I just want me... to do my damn job. And by the way, I'm the best at what I do. All right. Hey, you're a publicist. You get to pick one of two players in the NBA right now. Do you take John Moran or, or Jokic? Oh, one is not enough work, and one is way too much work. Yeah. Well, then you got more time. You got more time to dedicate to, Ooh, to John Moran because you don't even have to do wow. it with Joseph. That's a great which, question. Which, which one do you take as a publicist? One who may not be, who may get a year's I'm suspension. I'm taking Jokic. No question. <laughs> taking Jokic. Easier job, Look, right? I'm trying to get that, that live situation. Yeah. I want that PIF money. I'm trying to do less work for more money. That's the American way. That is Jokic. <laughs> A great way of looking at it. I <laughs> yeah. agree. Yeah, right. Can you? Your phone's gonna be ringing off the hook. Exactly. All, all night long. If you're doing job right now, nah, I'm good, job. Rod, where are you at? Where are man, you at? I'm golfing. We got man. Video. I, got free, I got free time. <laughs> I already hooked up no. with Joker, man. We good. That job right stuff is scary, man. That's a lot of work. We did all Joker stuff in one day. Yeah, he, he needs one publicist. When job right, you need a team of publicists. Yeah, like OJ need a team of lawyers. <sighs> you need a dream team you of just, publicists. You just wake up and you're like. Do I get on Twitter? <laughs> yeah. Do I get on Twitter? <laughs> oh, should I search him? Why, you no, know, you, actually what you do is you do like Joker when he said, uh, let me check my phone and see how many texts I got. Uh, yeah. <laughs> People have been, that's missed calls. That you like, oh, no. He's oh, like, no. oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Every time you get a collect phone call, you're like, come on, don't be, <laughs> oh, man. Don't be a collect from jail. Is come on. this what I think uh, it is? Speaking of, yeah, we are waiting now um, for yep. the John Morant news. Uh, Adam Silver did say it would come after the finals, yep. uh, before. For the NBA draft, and we are in that time period now. Probably did not want to overshadow the parade, the championship parade for the Denver Nuggets. Correct. So Friday, late Friday news dump. Uh, I don't think it'll be that late. Oh, you think it'll be an I early think it'll Friday? Be a, okay, a, it'll be early enough. Okay, lunchtime. Right. Where you gonna be sitting there, and then all of a sudden, bloop, 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 and I truly believe that he is gonna be suspended twenty games. Okay. I'm only going. I'm going on the lighter sentence. And would that still make him ineligible 
for All NBA. I mean, he's still not be... going to play every game when he comes back. Yes, yeah, true. Because so. the load management on top of that. So yeah, okay. I think. But I think so. it's like sixty games or something for. So yeah, he definitely won't be eligible. So then. if it's mm. twenty, so it's eighty-two game season. So he won't, he won't be eligible. Yeah. He's not going to play every game. But I, I mean, it, it, it'll be closer to a third or half of a season because you also got to remember there will be an appeals process probably and all this other stuff. So it may because then you can lower it back after the fact, but you can't add more onto it. So they normally go hard, and then if they decide to pull it back, they can, mm. and it kind of appeases both sides a little bit more. But point. you can't add on more once you put it out. Uh, yeah, I agree. So uh, that will be coming down uh, probably in the next 24 hours, we expect. But uh, in the draft is what, Thursday? Uh, we the 22nd, today. yeah. So, well, I guess they still got early next week to do it, too, if they want to do it. But why would you do that? You no, I, I, I'm assuming it'll be a Friday kind of news dump. Yeah, Get it out. You could bury it. Let it go. And by Monday, there will be so many rumors about Bradley Beal and Dame Lillard and, and Zion, Zion Williamson and, mm-hmm. and yeah. James Harden. And so yeah. many other names will be talked about. And they'll be talking about the drafts coming up. Agreed. And it'll, it'll kind of push it back a little bit into – It'll be part of the story, but everybody will be able to have so much more NBA to talk about. Agreed. Yeah. And there'll be other sports stories that come out, too. So I think he's hoping to bury it. Uh, so we expect that to happen tomorrow. All right, we come back. We'll get back into the uh, Texas SEC 2024 schedule uh, that was released uh, last night. We'll dive into that. Also, we'll talk about Texas being the second most profitable athletic department. And I'll uh, get into the all-transfer team. Uh, Texas uh, continues to uh, be uh, the on the lucky end of the transfer report. All that more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.